Mike, turn your games down. All right, welcome to another spooky episode of Games My Mom Home, episode 248 of Games My Mom Home. That's the right way to say it. <laughs> I am Mike Elberton, and who's investigating a murder with me tonight? You have none other than the matchmaker himself, Adam America <laughs> from Talk Games to Bubblegum. Michael Colby from Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex. And Zach Tech of Nothing. <laughs> uh, and Ian Bauer of Ian Bauer Presents Nothing. <laughs> Welcome. Sorry, guys, I thought I had you go first, but I forgot. <laughs> uh, we always have. But thank you guys for all joining us. And we are here to talk about Condemned Criminal Origin that came out in 2005, developed by Monolith Productions and published by Sega. Which is also funny because right at the week before this, we just covered Fear 2, which is also a monolith game that was made after the Condemned series. But that was not a plan that just kind of happened. <laughs> hey, they can make games. Well, they can make games. Uh, they're currently working on the Wonder Woman game, if that ever comes oh, out. Oh, they are? Huh. Yeah. They're still around. The last game they made was Shadow War in 2017, and then they just been on Wonder Woman ever since. Uh, they made a lot of Middle Earth games, it looked like. Yeah, they made, oh yeah, Guardians of Middle Earth 2, which I think is a MOBA. Oh, yeah, I did try to play that and then saw that it was a MOBA and then never tried to play it again. <laughs> I'm assuming it doesn't even exist anymore, so. Because well, I think I made the same mistake a lot of people do, and I was like, oh, they're the people that made, uh, what was that, Xeno, Xeno... Xeno's Saga? Xeno Saga. Xeno Saga, uh, Saga, the one with uh, Cosmos. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay, and, you know, a Japanese developer making it. I was like, nope, it's an American developer. No, oh, it's it's... They they were real famous for first-person shooters, and then they kind of... There's a whole bunch of things with Fear. They made the first Fear, then they lost the rights to Fear because it went to the publisher, and then they made Condemn 1 and 2, and then they were going to make Fear 2, but they didn't have the rights to it, and then they got the rights, and yeah. <laughs> and then they they hadn't they haven't made a game from 2017. They did a couple different stuff. They did Gotham City Imposter, which I never played, but I remember it. I'm pretty sure I bought it on Xbox Live, too, for like a couple bucks once. I played a little bit of it. That doesn't ring a bell at all. <laughs> it was like a, it, it was a team-based shooter game yeah. with, yeah. It looked stupid. I don't know why I bought it, but I'm pretty sure I did. Because <laughs> I was a sucker in Xbox Live days for sales and stuff. Condemned is actually one of the first 360 games that I bought and played because I got my 316.09 and this game was dirt cheap. <laughs> so I remember buying it from GameStop. I didn't, I, don't, I think I would have beat it pretty early on too because it just grabbed my attention. But I'm assuming a lot of us probably remember that Game Informer cover that had Condemn on it. That's what got my attention when this game first was even talked about. It is the first game I bought for my 360. And like, I remember that day like easily. It was like one of the best days of my life because it was the hunt for the 360. And I called my local GameStop and they were like, yeah, we have one. And I had such a good rapport with them. I was like, hold it. I'll be there in an hour. And I traded in like my PSP and like some other things just to get it. And me and my friend like played condemned until we beat it that night, except for one small little hiccup, which was, uh, we were obsessed with the fact that you could either have the 360 standing up or laying down for some reason. Like that was a marvel in technology. <laughs> and during, during playing it, he decides to take it. He's like, I wonder if like the little oh. um, quarters, quarters like rotate so if we rotate them it'll be in this corner i was like well go ahead and try it so i had to go get my game uh buffed yep yeah is that still alive or did it die i that one died yeah that <laughs> one definitely died 
Yeah, I don't know anybody who has their first Xbox 360. That's a crazy (laughs) thing. Not especially if you got one early, yes. I mean, I still have one one of the black 250 gig without an HDMI port that still works. Wow. Or wait, no. I think that one does have an HDMI. It should have HDMI. Yeah. I I have the same same I think I have the same one you're talking about. I have a Star Wars one near me, but I play for PC. I have a white one, but it, it it's hacked, and the guy who hacked them like only did certain models because they were the ones that didn't red ring. So, uh, like that's the only reason that I still have one is because he made sure that I got the right one to to hack and and I can play anything. I have like a book full of Xbox 360 <laughs> burned games, and luckily this was one of them, so I didn't have to spend a penny to play this again. Just don't ever go online with that Xbox 360. <laughs> You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Not anymore, but that's what my a friend of mine did. He had a 360 and he would burn games, but he loved to go online. And when they when they did that patch that killed it, he got caught in that patch. Yeah, I don't play anything online. I never have, and I still don't to this day. So Yeah, because uh, they'll it doesn't just ruin it so you can't go online. It ruins it that any profile you put on that system. It cannot be taken off that system. So if mm-hmm. you are a sucker like I was and say, oh, I'm just playing single player. I'll play on your 360 while you play on mine. And then you try to move your profile over. It's gone. Uh, damn. No. I got it back, but it was a. Mm. So, yeah, that you, they, they'll they because they put some patch in at some point where they, they caught where they caught down on those and locked them down. Yeah, but, you can probably get on now because I don't think they're I don't think they care anymore. I should. <laughs> <laughs> and Ian, what is your history with this game? Uh, I remember I just moved to Washington and I was at a mall and I saw it and I knew about it and I was like, oh, cool. 20 bucks. Sure. Why not? And I bought it and then I put it on a stack and I think I (laughs) didn't look at it again for like six months, but I put it in and it immediately reminded me of Manhunt. That's fair. I got, yeah, I got Manhunt vibes from this too. And I I remember playing through it and I was like, this is kind of a brilliant premise and really Mm -hmm. enjoying this. And I think I, I beat it. Well, now I've beaten it three times, but I beat it like twice before, like, I don't know, 2011. And then I think I beat Bloodshot because, you know, how GameStop has those giant bins of like old used games. I think it was like 50 percent Bloodshot in it one time. All right. Two bucks. Sure. Why not? (laughs) I bought so many games from back in those days when GameStop had bins of just cheap shit. Oh, but I, you know, playing through this, I think it was maybe unfortunately a Dead Space came out in what, like 2011, somewhere around there. I think maybe it was just a couple of years ahead of its time. And uh, I don't know, because I got real playing through it again. I got real strong Dead Space vibes from it. That's fair. I mean, it's a horror game of that style. I mean, not third person, but, you know, a horror game of the 360 era. I don't know. Some of that blueprints lifted straight, especially the uh, the end of it. When you look up in the mirror and all of a sudden. Phew, you know. <laughs> and Zach, what is your history with this game? I bought it in maybe 2016 or 2017. Did it once. Played it 95% through and then stopped again because I didn't want to play the boss fight and then <laughs> just beat it a few, like a week ago. <laughs> I was I was nervous. We'll talk about that later, but I was nervous about it too because I, I not remembered good things and I was pleasantly surprised. But I was in the same boat. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do this. I mean, I so I haven't played this game in a while. I, I've been looking for an excuse to put it back on the show. It's almost been on the show a couple of years now, but it just took me a while to finally to put to pull the trigger and to put it on. 
I like it because it's a horror game, but it's not really like a horror game like you would think of like Outlast or Amnesia, some of the things that people think of. It, it's a much more docile type horror game. That's what I, I like because <laughs> I'm a chicken shit. So. <laughs> I am. I, mean, I don't like horror. It's a little psychological horror mixed with uh, some jump scares and just, I don't know, gruesome. Gruesome? Gruesome? I guess that's the word I'm looking for. It is. I mean, you're it's... beating people to death with two by fours. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think. I think the the manhunt stuff and just like I, I thought the most horrifying stuff was the stuff that you were doing, like the fact that it's mostly melee based. And so you have to get like up close to these people and then you have like the like the finishers and stuff. And it's like you're just murdering all of these people. <laughs> And I thought that was pretty cool, actually, <laughs> like, like pulling pipes off of walls and, you know, finding boards with nails in them just laying around. I was like, this this is really cool. And I'm <laughs> I, I'm the bad guy in this because you're really you kind of are. I mean, you're you, I mean, you kind you're, you're kind of people. Yeah, you're kind of taking a lot of pleasure in these gruesome murders. And that's where I got the manhunt vibes from was like just just the fact that you have to like get up and and just beat these people to death pretty cool (laughs) (laughs) and the execution style kills you can do which i never did really because i just didn't care but you can like i guess you can do more graphic things to them i just hit them and twist their necks around and i think the only thing that was like horrifying that didn't involve me doing it was the mannequin part (laughs) oh I beat that, every one of those mannequins I came across. I didn't care if they were mannequin, whatever. I hit the crowd until they fell down. I was not dealing with that. I remembered them being more guys as mannequins, but in this place, I think there was like one. So yeah, there's just one guy that tricks you that with that. But I went in that room and I'm like, smack, 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 smack. Wait, what? What difficulty level did you play on? I played on easy. Because I think as you ramp up the difficulty, there's more of them that are impersonating. Like one oh, of them came after me dressed as Santa. What? I didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. There was a, a a dude with a Santa hat and a beard, and then his his you know his regular get up, and he started chasing me through that that department store, and I screamed like a little girl <laughs> until I could not scream anymore. What were you playing on? Uh, the three sixty. I was playing on hard. Okay, all right. Because I, I made was, a mistake. I, I played it on regular, like medium, and that wasn't there. So that's, that's cool. pretty cool. I might have to play again. <laughs> oh, Zach, what did you play this on? Easy. Good. I can't like want to run through it. There was, I was playing so many games at once that I was like, I need to just burn through this. Oh, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I play every game for the show. If it, well, I play every game in general. If it gives me the option for easy, it's put on easy. <laughs> I don't have time to to die and to, and to run through. Adam, you played this on easy too or normal? No, I played it on normal. Um, okay, both plays. I think like when I first played it because it was the only game I had. After we beat it, we tried to 100 it on hard and. That's when achievements were a new thing, and so we mm-hmm. wanted to get all the trophies and or well, wasn't achievements, this, I guess. Wasn't this the game that you couldn't get the full thousand on because it was still <laughs> yes, trying to out achievements? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't get. Yeah, I remember that being a deal too. Like when I was because I was trying to be an achievement whore. I'm like, this is stupid. I can't get a thousand points on this game. It doesn't have it, and they never added it. Nothing. Nope. Right. Just, I didn't even notice that. That's crazy. Why? Why? Do you, does anybody know the, why? first 360 games so it wasn't i don't because there were supposed to be like dlc or something like that coming out and so they were they were saving the last like 30 or 50 or whatever it was and that 
that's what I recall the reason being like 10 years ago. And then they're like, yeah, you know what? That sucks. You guys just have to deal with it. Great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's wow. early 360. So I, I always took it out. They just didn't know at the time that the DLC makes more sense that they had plans and then it just fell through. But I, so I what's condemned it, about? <laughs> but I remember it bugging me. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, you're <laughs> your interpretation <laughs> of life. <laughs> a first person shooter that isn't really a shooter. The whole idea that you're trying to, you're a detective in a, does it ever say what city you're in? Metro. Okay. So you're in <laughs> a place, you place called Metro. It's going to be full of crime and roasts <laughs> in garbage cans. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. The most generic sounding fake city name that you can possibly have. It it may as sure. well have been called placeholder. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So I, I, I read a bunch about the game just because I got really interested after reading it. So the the guys that created it based it off of two things. One, seven, and okay. then two, uh, the Silence of the Lambs trilogy. Hmm. hmm. I can I can see some of that. I mean, you're following a serial killer who is killing other serial killers. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, not neither Silence of the Lambs nor seven from what I remember. I mean, seven was a serial killer killing seven people in the with the sins. Well, I think more like the uh, atmosphere and the setting and all that was based more off of maybe seven. It's a very dark setting. I mean, I I had to turn the brightness up in this game. I couldn't see shit. I was playing this in a hotel and it was bright when I was playing it. I was in Vegas or not Vegas. I was in uh, Boston for most of this playthrough. (laughs) It wasn't ideal. It was hard. It was hard to see. I had a really hard time seeing. I felt like there was a glare on my TV the whole time, even when there wasn't. Mm -hmm. Because also, God, think about this was also the time when Dead Rising came out. And unless you had the right TV screen, you couldn't read what was being said on Dead Rising. Because if you had like a regular cathode ray tube TV, it yep. wasn't high enough definition for the uh, the letters to come out. And so it was just like you had no idea what the hell was happening. This was playable on a CRT, though, because when I first beat this game, it was on a CRT. So it wasn't nearly as bad. Like Dead Rising is not possible to play. Well, you can, but you can't read shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, too, because my friend had Dead Rising and I remember watching him play it. I'm like, I can't read anything. <laughs> yeah, this was this was a weird time for video games because it was like enough people had HD TVs that they would make the stuff for the HD. And then still enough people didn't that it was a problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But this I, I think I was surprised at how good this like held up as far as looks go, because I did play a disc on the 360. And a lot of those games look like absolute ass. (laughs) But this one, I mean, it still looked like ass, but it was like stylish ass. It it was definitely (laughs) going for a a style. And I think it hit it. I was I was pleasantly surprised at how well this game held up control wise, story wise, fright wise. It it just uh, because a lot of 360 games did that did that gray thing the edgy thing and a lot of it just feels like cringe now but this felt pretty good and i think uh, unfortunately i think even condemned 2 went too far into the gray brown like edgelord bullshit but this this i think walked that line pretty well of of being a good story and good gameplay and i was like this this game rocks (laughs) i was like it brought me back to like I was 25 again. <laughs> I mean, it, it does hold. I played this on PC just because I could and I like PC better. So I was playing it on a laptop. But no, I mean, it, you are right. Like it, it's still besides it being hard to see. I, 
things look good enough. I have no memory of Kadem 2 other than a bear. That's all I remember about Kadem 2. <laughs> so <laughs> it's been too long. I mean, I, I remembered a decent amount of this game. Like, I knew the what the twist was. I knew where it was going. Like, all that was still in my memory. I can't tell you shit about Condemned 2. What the I heck? remember the... <laughs> going for us. I, I remember <laughs> the, the ending of Condemned 2 thinking... Because this was like... Well, again, it was, it's still one of my... I loved this game. And Condemned 2... Sadly, I don't think I've ever played more than twice. But I remember the ending. And the ending, like got me so hyped because it was such it open-ended for number three and then we never got it and that was just like the cult passes a a note to the president and it was like he's here or something like that and i was like did he die at the end of that he had a heart attack or something it was i can't remember i'll like 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 i said i remember the note being passed to the the president or whatever and it was like he's here or whatever i have no memory anything of what you're saying yeah, I think I think they went a little bit too far, like into like making him like with the drugs and and all that shit and like just like down on his luck so much that it's almost comical. Like, you know Mag, what like Max ahead, Payne three level of like grit on this character. And I'm like, this sucks because <laughs> I think I think I think the first one hits it just right where you're like playing a flawed character, but like redeemable. But when he into it's like this dude is just too fucked up to like even care about <laughs> that was that was for me anyway. OK, I mean, even in just in this game, you're a mass murderer. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I you with, are playing as a cop. So I think with two, though, I, I think like it was kind of a good interpretation of ptsd before we had a good idea of what ptsd was when you imagine going through derelict building after you know abandoned building just constantly being uh you know beat with things you're not going to be okay when you come out of that you know especially after fighting a metal implant boy at the end of that guy was you know and so for him to be having such issues and for the fbi to be like yeah man you're a nut get the hell out of here we don't believe you even though we believe you you know, you're going to have some some problems. And I thought it was an interesting mechanic in the second one where I was like, OK, to study yourself, you have to take a drink. You know, you're you're becoming the people that you were fighting in the first game. And, you know, now we need you to strap yourself together and let's go. But I don't know. I look, okay, you got me excited. Even with all, second one. <laughs> let's see. Even with all that said, if I see a meth head jump out of a sewer and run across the ceiling, like that's enough for me. I don't have to rip <laughs> metal out of somebody like. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, this game does a, a good job of like, and you have the investigation things they kind of do, you know, throughout, because early on what happens is the, this guy that you're hunting who's a escaped convict, you can tell he's wearing an orange jumpsuit, takes your gun and shoots two guys, and then you're blamed for the murder, which to me is kind of like, but couldn't you just tell his fingerprints were on the gun too? Uh, but hey, we're, you know, let's not argue with with correctness. <laughs> so, it's, in a, it's, it's guilty, they'll prove it innocent in this game, which sometimes is accurate too, so... <laughs> You know, I have real distinct memories of being in that mall or the shopping, whatever hell you call it, and and finding that dressing room in the back where you have to do the investigation and figure out what the hell is happening. And I think that's actually where that game really hooked me. Was I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. This is kind of cool. But it also was like, well, why would you go all the way into the back of this area to kill this person, trying to avoid all these people that are you know out of their mind? You know, again, little plot threads here and there that are intangible but 
I always thought that was a really cool thing. You, you, you close the door behind you, you do your investigation, and you move on. Because I think that's where you find the what the matchmaker. Yes, yeah. you're looking for him. Yeah. I don't know you find his dead body yet. No, the torturer is the one you have to hunt down. Yeah, you find you find the body. No, I'm getting it mixed up. Anyway, it was a cool scene. I like that part. Just a cool atmosphere. I mean, it also fits. I think 2000. You know, this time, like the early 2000, where we are more like, you know, let's 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 hunt down serial killers, and I, I guess maybe more into that. I mean, maybe we are now too. But this may I. But it is. I mean, I I was into it, and I still am into that idea. <laughs> I don't really know where I'm trying to go with this, but I think one thing that really grabbed me about this game is I love the fact that it's so focused on melee combat, not guns. I think that, like, you get a gun, but you can never reload it. You just pick up guns, and depending on the amount of ammo it has, it really depends on how often they try to shoot you before you can kill them. Like, I like that idea a lot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not and like you're going to find random boxes of bullets on a park bench all the time. Yeah, and it's it's... The melee works really well, which is one of the things that I liked about this, because a lot of first person games don't put any like thought into their melee combat. It's like if you're not shooting, who cares? Like, really, who cares? But to build a first person game around the melee combat, like really, really does it for me. Like even, you know, first person RPGs, like, like, like your Skyrims and your, your oblivions and stuff like the, the combat with swords doesn't feel good, but in this, the, the melee combat feels good. And yeah, it, it, I, I was really surprised. I don't, I didn't care about what was happening in the game. I was just having so much fun playing it. So it was like, you know, this stuff would happen. And then I, like I couldn't tell you what this game was about, and I just finished it yesterday. But, <laughs> but I was having like all I remember is, is that I was having fun playing it. That's fine. I mean, that, I don't really I remember the story endorsement. that well. I was just trying to watch YouTube videos earlier today, get caught up for this. I beat it a week ago, but I'm kind of the same boat. I had fun with it. Yeah, and I think that's a huge props to Monolith because if you think Monolith is known for well, like you said, fear, yep. shadow, war, and yeah, and they every game they kind of like taken an, an idea and they improvise on it. With the melee and the AI in this game, that's like one of the best things. From fake swing-ins to parrying, just to running around and hiding behind a corner and you're not really quite sure where they are, but they're going to pop out and hit you. The whole mannequins just like walking up and standing and you're like, mm-hmm. ah, like it, it's it's fun when the enemies are smart, clever, and you have another good mechanic behind that. Yeah, Monolith does a really good job with their AI. Yeah, fear, fear this and the shadow, the shadows of war game. Like their AI is like top notch, and it's uh, it's amazing to me that nobody like copies that. Well, they patented the Nemesis system in Shadow of War, so yeah, that one, that one's <laughs> That's uh, yeah, that one hurts. sucks. But like it. Tem- <laughs> I, I mean, especially in the fear games, the the AI is like notoriously smart, like they'll flank you and and like that's just it, it makes for a more interesting game than most first person shooters, I think. Mostly fear one, fear two, they cut down the areas so there. They don't they're not able to flank you as much or be as smart. I, I think I only played fear one. Fear two is good, there. but it's not. It, yeah, it's not designed for it as, as much. Yeah, I mean, I liked it, but. It, that's, yeah, it's just not as designed as much. I, I also just love the investigation stuff because I've always been a big fan of that in games. Like, I'm a big fan of the Arkham games, and I enjoyed the whole, like, oh, we find this, we got to look for clues, and the game does a good job. Like, okay, now you got to look for clues, and if you walk too far, the menu goes away to do it. And I'm glad it wasn't just something you could just 
every so often just pull up and look for clues because I'd be very irritated. So <laughs> I'm glad it's very like, here's when you do it. Do it now. You might like the the investigations in the game Get Even if you like this one. I never heard of Get Even. It was uh, the game that that company made before was Deadfall Adventures. And it's just like a first person stealth game and you do investigations on the way through through it. Okay, I found it on Steam. It got added to my wish list. We'll see when it pops down to five dollars. <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> yeah, no, I love I love stuff like this. Like this is you know I, in, I I'm also glad that enemies didn't attack you while I was investigating. But I mean, it's just it was just very cool. Again, it adds to the part why could they fucking tell that it wasn't him that shot the gun because there's other fingerprints on because they literally have a tool to observe fingerprints. But eh. <laughs> whatever but no I, I i really enjoy it i enjoy like you also have a tool that looks like something that doesn't isn't real like the one that collects dna i'm guessing that wasn't real but maybe i'm wrong yeah i don't think a can... spectral analyzer or whatever that was it looks like i had a tube on one of them where i'm like hey, that doesn't uh... <laughs> well <laughs> it doesn't and, seem and, accurate and so you know back in the day our minds are 2005 we're like oh okay maybe that technology just but now we're looking at it going first off i don't know if you can do that and you're pulling it up with a Nokia phone afterwards. Like, Without <laughs> <laughs> a Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> yeah. You're in the middle of the bottom of a subway right now. <laughs> I mean, you don't worry about how he has a signal underground and, you know, don't worry about that part. Enough and, to send data. Rosa gets it in seconds and already has it pulled up, too. Like, all right, cross-referencing. Nope. No match. <laughs> you know, Verizon wasn't on top of it yet, so that's why we were able to use it effectively. Ah. Oh yeah, because Verizon is the best network now, and I wouldn't be yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, oh, we gotta cut everyone else out. That isn't us. Ugh. But it's just, like little little things like that. I, I really enjoyed. I it keeps you immersed in the story. Like I I remember when I first played this, I really liked the story. I mean, this playthrough I wasn't as concerned. It was more of just get me through the game because I got to start the next game for my podcast. But I was still, I mean, I, I was in the same boat as Kobe was. I was having fun. Like I was. There was never a point where I was bored with this game. Yeah, and it's it's short enough so that it's not like drawn out. Like too many of these games, they they feel like they need to be thirty hours, or else people are going to be mad because they're not getting their money's worth. But this one's like what six hours ish, yeah. and that's I I think that's better. I, like I would rather spend my sixty dollars on a game that feels tight and you know you're not wasting any time doing stuff my time is more valuable than you know your infinite side quests or whatever remember in the second one they forced in that awful multiplayer mode because that's what the because you know call of duty decided that that's what we all needed to have so everybody had to have it I forgot about I, that <laughs> I don't remember the multiplayer at all like I said I I, I never Except for Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. I've never played multiplayer. It was so dumb. God, it was awful. And it sucked resources away from like the regular game. And then something else weird happened because of it. But it was just like, all right, cool. Multiplayer in a game that doesn't make sense to have multiplayer in. But every game has to have... Because remember at that time, every game had to have a multiplayer component for some reason. Mm -hmm. Whether it was like, you know, condemned or... Final Fantasy or Tetris. And it was like, what was What just, are we doing? That was just the thing at that time, like, like 2000. I mean, this is also be God, because what is it like 2009, 2010 when the Game Pass bullshit started? 
if you didn't buy your game new, you don't get the you had to pay ten bucks. That's buy right it with uh with Arkham, Arkham Arkham City and a bunch of others Arkham did it City, too. Yeah, you couldn't play Catwoman if you didn't buy it brand new. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I fucking hated that shit. I mean, I get why they're doing it, but like, I hated it. It, it made me buy certain games newer. Like, I don't care about the multiplayer. Dead Space Two did it too, where you had to you had multiplayer that no one remembers. So, <laughs> that was also there. You had to get you had to get the game pass for. That's right. Uh, bring back old memories. Like the replica, era. like plasma cutter, like the real life replica plasma cutter. Oh yeah, I still have mine. I still, I can, I can right there on the shelf. I right, it still has the original batteries and lights up too. That's cool. I, I do love Dead Space so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm into action horror games, and that's why this game kind of fit for me because it, it's just enough. It, I'm enough in control. Like, yes, you fight a lot of people, and sometimes you feel a little bit overwhelmed, but especially because of the stun gun. It never feels terrible. There were plenty of times where I would stun a guy and then kind of like back up and get the other guy and wait for my stun to recharge and then stun the next guy. Because I just, that was how I fought. It was easier. Because I was never good at blocking and parrying. I didn't bother that much. I mean, I just, I was not good at that. The, the system's fine. It was a me problem where I just didn't like doing it. Yeah, it definitely, because I'm playing Lies of P right now. So I am in perfect blocking parrying mode and this worked pretty well like a lot again a lot of times those older games like when you have to you know perfect block and parry and stuff the timing feels a little bit off but this one that window is nice and big to to perfect block so i i didn't take that much damage just because i was in the parry zone (laughs) you know what though at least it was one of those games where it was like, okay, use block and parry the whole time. You know, and I remember playing through Dark Souls, and I never once had to parry. I mean, you can, but yeah. I, you know, again, it was one of those things I wasn't good at. And so then you get to the Lord of Cinder, whoever the hell was the end, and was like, oh, <laughs> uh, yep. you have to parry. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, then I guess you're not finishing the game. <laughs> cool. At least he, he does have a big opening for parrying, but yeah, no, he's the one boss you like. You don't have to, but you don't, ooh, is it yeah. easy if you can parry him? Yeah, you don't have to, but it makes it, it turns it into a four hit fight instead of a like 20 minute long fight. Yeah. I think I'd still be fighting him 10 years later if I didn't figure that out. <laughs> yeah, at least he's one of the more like, he makes it real easy to see well, compared to like a lot of bosses in that game who makes it easier. But like in Condemned, you don't, I mean, especially in Easy, I didn't have to do it. Like I could just use until the end of the game, I could just use the stun gun and I, I could get by the way I wanted to. And it wasn't an issue. I didn't die very often. The game also did a decent job with medkits. It, it gives you enough. At least on easy, they were very seldom where I felt like I was running out or couldn't find it when I needed it. I was mostly okay. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I think I think it, this wasn't trying to be Resident Evil. This wasn't trying to make you feel like you were running out of any sort of resource at all times. This This did pretty good with keeping you stocked up, even on, even on normal. Okay. How was it on hard? Uh, I was, I mean, the med kits were a little farther and fewer between. It was, you had to rely more on, on skill. And that was really beating me down at the beginning. Cause again, I, I made the mistake of starting on hard. Cause I was like, Oh, look at me. I can play an old <laughs> video game easy. So it was, it was a little more trial and error in some places, especially, you know, if, if you were starting to get to the end of a playthrough and you were a little more frayed, but yeah, I mean, still, it was still fair. That's always the most important part of the game feels fair. I mean, 360 era and on, in my opinion, is friendlier to gamers than older than like even PS1 and PS2 is not nearly as friendly. 
Like you, yeah. 360 will like give you lots of difficulty options and checkpoints and help you get through a game. But you know, it's funny because people bring up Final Fantasy VIII a lot, and they're like, "Oh, you know, it, it's not that bad." And speed of unfair checkpoints and all that. I remember starting the fourth disc and not being prepared. And I was like, "Oh, well, either you fight this boss, or you start the game all the way from the beginning." I was like, "Nope, screw that. This is the worst game ever made. I will never play it again." <laughs> and to this day, I've never played it again. Uh, uh, if you ever do play the remaster, it's you can just hit L L three and R three and put in God mode and everything. So it's fine. Just enjoy the story. Oh, that's good to know. That's how I played most of that game, and I wasn't doing it just to enjoy the story. I was like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> but see, like all of these things that we're talking about, you think about this game was being made for a system that like nobody knew what to expect. I mean, the, the the what the the original PlayStation, the Xbox were pretty good, but they were more of like a, a bridge generation between the last and the next. And this one, it was like, wow, this game just came out of nowhere. There was a lot of really like great ideas that came out in this game. There was a lot of stuff that I think we still do that came out in this game. Like, okay, you can only carry two two weapons at a time. I mean, that was Bloodshot. Either way, hey, you man. know. Yeah, like it, it, there was all these things that kind of were real innovative with this game. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. It just got kind of abandoned by by Monolith at the end of the day. I wonder mm-hmm. if, it's a, if it's a right issue, because I think WB was WB. No, Sega published this. So I'm not sure then. I'm not sure why Sega never picked this series back up. So I was going to say, I know with fear WB owns it. And that's part of the issue right there, because WB is full of idiots right now. But. Well, like I said, I, I read a little bit about it before because I just wanted to make sure I had some, you know, interesting factoids. And it sounds like the guy that made it still has control over it because he was like, well, oh. if I find the right studio, I'll <laughs> let them do it however they want to. I, I think it's just a, a control issue. That makes sense. you yeah, got to let people do I'm, their own thing. Unfortunately, it probably just didn't sell well enough to get people <laughs> clamoring for it, even though it was... It, it it holds up really well, and I I thought it was one of the better 360 games back when I played it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's it's a little bit too niche for like there's people who like play video games and listen to video game podcasts and you know look up stuff on YouTube, and then there's like regular people <laughs> who, who play <laughs> like regular video games, and there's a lot more of them. And I think that they don't appreciate, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say they don't appreciate it, but it's not something they would have heard about because it wasn't like a big push for advertisement and stuff like that. Besides the game informer. But again, you know, that's for people who read video game magazines. <laughs> I mean, hell, them too isn't even on PC still to this day. They never ported it. It came off 360 and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, just MPS- mps3 oh, but like it, it's locked to that console and to that that bothers me i'm like i get i i say this all the time i know porting's not simple but still port the fucker like why didn't you port this fucker back then like you know <laughs> there was an audience well what do you think would have made this a uh a more i don't know broader game have more broad appeal because you know when you think about it it's i mean you're you're a, especially in 2005 like post 9 11 pin or fever is still going on you're a cop and you're you're taking out the bad guy and you know the average person's view you're taking out the bad guy and yeah you're fighting the good fight and there's a conspiracy and you know all this stuff it, it seemed like all all the right stuff is in place yeah i'm not yeah i'm not but it seemed like especially back then it was all about halo and call of duty and you know 
regular games. This this is just <laughs> like just the fact of it being a horror game is like it it feels like people are catching up with horror games now like with the with the uh, good new Resident Evil the uh 7 and the Amnesia games more people seem to be playing it back in 2005 like there's not that many horror games around because I don't I just don't think people were playing them and to go back to 2005 now is is a tough ask to be like why why weren't people playing this but i i just think it was niche back then wasn't dead space dead space must have been what 2008 i think so only i have the ability to google i can tell you (laughs) but yeah i think it's 2008 for me i think it might have been a difficulty curve type thing where people are when they've been playing horror games that hasn't been silent hill or resident evil or things like that and now you know you do only have a weapon you don't have a gun and people love their shootings they they want to play the shoot 'em ups and you get in there and then you get a gun and that might turn off some people where they're like really i only get two bullets and as bad as that sounds it's, this was before you know, um, dark souls or demon souls where no one had appreciated what we had in front of us until it came up. They're like, Oh, this is hard. Or, <laughs> oh, we got to learn that we got to learn combat a little bit to get to the good stuff. Yeah. It's just saying dead space was 2008. Yeah. And then dead space two was 2011. So, I mean, we were starting to get into the horror about that point. And then dark souls was what? 2012. Somewhere on there. It, w- it was definitely 360. Oh, yeah. The first oh. Dark Souls, it is coming up on God. <laughs> well, demons, no, that makes, that well, makes sense that like yeah. four games weren't as, you know, they didn't have that resurrection like they had, like they have now. Like, I mean, I would love to see this come back because this is also, I think one thing that I really appreciate about this game is that it's very linear, which I know people don't like, but I personally like that. And I also I like a story where it goes from point A to point B, where it's just you trying to get somewhere. It's not like he gets to a car and gets the next mission. He's just trying to survive. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. 2009 was Demon Souls. OK, coming up on 15 years. Good <sighs> Lord. I remember I I bought Demon Souls because I saw it on G4. <laughs> it was on attack of the show. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. God. An old, old man. <laughs> no G4. I know someone that was involved in trying to bring him back. Oh, really? Yeah, that was... He was actually worked... I think he worked for them or something. He was involved in it, but didn't yeah, that was, well. That, yeah, that was, that was a good idea, but poorly executed from the beginning on that I'm one. Surprised there. Corporations for you sometimes. So. Yeah. I would love to see this remade. I think this would be an amazing thing to remake with the caveat that I think it would uh, generate a lot of controversy in modern America because you are beaten to death a lot of homeless people or unhoused that's why it doesn't we're calling them now and I feel like that would not come across as well (laughs) but there's a reason behind it you're you're not just there it is self-defense and there's you know the whole like outbreak type thing it's caused by and that's true but look at what happened with resident evil 5 when it's like hey here's this giant white man going into the middle of africa Mm. and mowing down all these uh, you know african folks and you know (laughs) it was a bad look yeah it's probably a bad look too i mean it's i I like that it explains it in this game like what like you i mean that's part of what you're trying to figure out is why all of a sudden these people are just becoming so vicious and attacking everybody i mean 
one, you are an intruder, but they are attacking each other too. Well, that's true. And if you think about it in modern America, we are really good at researching why something is being done and then acting, you know, in a well thought out and logical manner when it comes to <laughs> understanding why we're doing that. And they're like, oh, it's entertainment. <laughs> yeah, I, I did go into this. And like I said, I was having fun. And you won't find too many people that are less interested in playing a game as a cop, you know, doing really anything. But I, I was able to suspend my, you know, disbelief for this. But but yeah, I can definitely see people. It, it, it's it's definitely a 2005 video mm-hmm. game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could fix, you could make it work in in today's, and you could still, in my opinion, remake it. Just change it up a little bit. I, I would I, I would like to see this get remade, and you know maybe Blue Point can do it and <laughs> like really clean it up and. But yeah, you you would probably have to change some stuff about it before yeah, yeah. you before you go sending it out into the world in the year <laughs> of our Lord two thousand twenty three. I do appreciate the collectibles. There aren't many collectibles in this game. You have the metal pieces that you collect, and you have the dead birds you collect in each mission. And there's a couple of random shit you can find, like TVs or something that you can turn on and get an achievement. You've got a three sixty. Oh, and adjust the antennas. I never did that. Yeah, if you adjust the antennas, they'll something will come in. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I have little touches. I, I like little touches like that. I didn't mess with it. I was just <laughs> going through the game. <laughs> I never got lost too bad. I felt like this game did a pretty good job of pointing me where I needed to go. And I really appreciated that. I like a straightforward game. I felt pretty lost. I kept running through the same rooms over and over and over again, trying to find my way out. <laughs> I didn't have too much trouble. But I also got done just playing Fear 2, which... Right before, which may have been mild, but in, and that's kind of the same way. Fear one is very confusing. If you're a play fear one, they're much more Love open. That game. Love that game. But you still had a good time though, didn't you, Zach? Why, even though getting lost a few times. Yeah, the dumpster ride through the alleyway was pretty awesome. <laughs> I, I got, I thought I got used to the block a little bit, but then they'd fake me out and I'd ruin the chance, and I couldn't block for the rest of the game. But yeah, it was pretty cool. The block was very short. That was my one issue with with it. I mean, it makes sense that you don't have very much time. Like you have to have your time be better. But which again, not a bad thing. Just it was a meme. Yeah, there's Dishonored had a block system kind of like that, where if you got the block perfect, it would stagger enemies. And We Happy Few had something like that too. And I could get those down, but those ones might also have like a really good or like a tell almost like a sparkle or something right before they're about to swing so this one didn't have that so i'd try to block the best i could and end up getting faked out i can see that i mean i don't know what it was i just didn't like i I didn't like i also had my go-to weapons i would never use the signs or the bigger weapons i usually would stick with like a sledgehammer if i got it or a crowbar well one because they would have other uses so i would because they could open up doors i would just keep them in general yeah i didn't tend to use a whole lot of weapons we need to get you playing Souls games, Mike. Uh, I have. I've, I've beaten a couple. <laughs> I just have been a while. I've beaten one, two, and Bloodborne in my life. Okay. Before well, this we podcast. Need, yeah, we need to get you with those big weapons and get that timing. Because, like I said, I, I was surprised at how tight that, that timing was for the blocks. And, you know, I think it's just because I mostly play Souls anymore. Um that the block really felt good 
and it feels good to to not have to you know if you perfect block people and they just kind of like let you beat them up after that it feels real real good <laughs> it feels good and then you you also aren't overwhelmed when you're when you're able to to perfect block and parry and stuff so yeah no, that's fair it just it just feels really good to play. It's also yeah. nice that this game doesn't ramp up the difficulty too much until late in the maybe late in the game. Like you don't get overwhelmed a lot until later in the game, which I appreciate that I didn't do that too often. Yeah, I I wouldn't even call it like there's not really a spike. I, I think the difficulty comes up pretty nicely. For me, they took away my my taser and I was unhappy. <laughs> That was really what it was. You took away my taser. And that was my main form of taking people down. And I'm like, oh, damn it. I don't know That's that I use the taser at all. I use every, every single guy I killed in this game almost got the taser. So. <laughs> Did you get an achievement for that? No, you do get an achievement not for using for using not not using any firearms, though, throughout a whole playthrough. Hmm. Which I did not bother with. I'm like, I got a gun. I'm shooting people. If there's no gun, okay, we're done. I don't care about achievements anymore. Those days. I thought it was weird how in the farm they give you like those old like MP40s from like old like German military weapons. What the hell's happened? <laughs> yeah, that, okay, that's the only part of the game where you, I guess, you do get into a car and you go somewhere else. That was, that was the answer my, to comment my earlier comment. I, I do. I, I like the atmosphere of this game. You go from like subway tunnels. You have the old department store with the mannequins that we've talked about, which is so fucking creepy. Yeah. And the game ends it's, in an orchard. I do, I do remember the first time I played that and I didn't even notice that the mannequins were moving until I turned around right when I got to a door and they were just surrounding me and I almost shit my pants. <laughs> that is. <laughs> so one of my biggest fears is mannequins. I can't explain it. I don't like mannequins. Playing this game in 2005, when that little psychological experience, the one you're mentioning, where you see the five, you turn around, you're surrounded, you turn around again, you're surrounded. I had dropped the controller and run out of the room. I had oh, to have no. my friend play for a bit. Just could not. That and loose lips sink ships. Like when you take a photo of that guy in the the the, the locker, two of the moments that like are embedded in my head is some of the scariest <laughs> shit. That's ever happened to me in a video game. Yeah, that's it. Had this this game definitely has its scary moments. Man, going to the school when you're hunting down the torturer, which is one of the serial killers that he captured. That is that's intense. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. make it so fucking creepy. And you're right that I jumped to a little bit of that locker part too when I opened the locker and he he's still alive. So, uh, no, it was a dead space too. <laughs> it was a teacher. It was a teacher you were hunting who was being attacked by the torturer. That's what it was. Yeah. Or be, no, being attacked by the serial killer to find out where the torture was, or something like that. I can't remember who the hell was killing. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, the game starts off with you hunting the matchmaker because you find a, a a body, a woman's body next to a mannequin, and that's what that's how you get framed. And then you you eventually find the matchmaker. The serial killer, the serial killer killed him, and you get different evidence throughout the game that the serial killer is watching you. They go on to just some of those kind of beats. Zach, what did you think of the school? Did you find it creepy as hell too? Not really. <laughs> I don't like I don't know. like most games like all the same especially since I play a bunch of similar games so it's just like fighting enemies and stuff isn't really all that creepy to get it to me in games okay that's fair I mean a lot of stuff bothered me but as I said before I really don't like horror <laughs> so there's that I mean I've, I've been playing a lot of horror games lately because spooked over but I'm not the guy into horror I just can't get into it some of my favorites. 
I do appreciate psychological horror like this, and I appreciate a game where I'm not immobile. Like I, I, I have to be able to fight back, and I'm okay. I can't. I don't like game where I can't fight back. Like amnesia. There's a reason why it hasn't been on the show, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Even I know people are recommending I do it, but there's a reason why it hasn't happened. Or what are those? Oh shit! Oh man, the one where you're watching, where you're looking through a camera, and you're in like on observation duty. No, 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 no. That old one where you had to like, where you had the microphone, you had to tell the idiot what to do. (laughs) No, good lord, that was I've night of Freddy's. No, oh. you you have a camera. You're a cameraman, and you go to a, like an insane asylum. Oh, Fatal Frame, Outlast. No, Outlast. No. Yeah, that's the one I'm oh. thinking of. Fatal Frame. <laughs> also, I I think you would be okay with Fatal Frame. Uh, Say that. Fatal Frame but, actually was supposed to be on this podcast like three years ago, but then the two people who wanted me to play it they quit the show. So I was oh. like, well, that's off the list right now. <laughs> oh, I'll do a Fatal Frame. Yeah, I'll do day. Fatal Frame too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Out, Outlast is what I was thinking of because that's one of those where you got nothing to fight back. You just have to hide from those fools. I don't like those. I don't like those kinds either. But just because I think it's boring. But that would be one that that you might you might want to do if you want to torture yourself. Yeah, you know I'm not really into that. <laughs> no, no, sir. I mean, they're on my list to play someday. Just because I, I'm trying to get, I, at times I try to get myself out of my comfort zone. I try to play more games. I mean, this wasn't out of my comfort zone. This was something that I was just excited to replay because I yeah. had fond memories of it. But no, Outlast is something. I have Outlast 1, but it, we'll see if it ever happens. Outlast 1 and 3 are good. 2, you can skip. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just, I, I don't even, if they ever get cheap enough, I, I buy a lot of games when they're cheap enough. As do we all. And then just go back and play Bloodborne for an 18th time. All right, trying to think of stuff with, like with Condemned. I know, I know throughout the game they do explain that it's something like there's some evil that's affecting these guys. I mean, that, isn't that essentially what you kill in the end of the game is the evil? You kill something known as the Oro, which is part of the cult or he's the hate or something like that. And, and this goes, I don't think they ever say it in one, but in two, you realize like, yeah, it's a bigger cult and his name was the Oro and he had the, no, the metal implants. Else. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. They don't go into it in this game. Cause I remember correctly, there were no mention of a, of a cult or stuff like that, but there is a lot yeah. of like, here's a bunch of x-rays that show that something's weird with uh, Thomas. Oh Yeah. And then your your buddy who's sitting in your office in your in your apartment waiting for you that knows that you just you know are framed for murder all of a sudden somehow hmm, that's weird how does he know I guess I didn't think about that but yeah he can be part of a cult well because his son was the killer show you a killer yeah. X I do find it funny like throughout this game you have Rosa who's a, who worked at your office who's helping you and at one point they're like yeah we we're taking away your access like it's been a day later after you're wanted for murder and now they're just taking they're suspending your access. <laughs> <laughs> on that funny there's, there's paperwork involved that's all <laughs> hey when i got let go from one of my previous jobs didn't take her long to get me off the face it only took him a day to get me off everything hours to get me off everything okay. <laughs> don't take that long <laughs> i think i think it's just you know uh, you, you you can't think about it too much <laughs> no I like don't. just thinking about it now i'm like oh yeah that didn't make sense oh that also didn't no, wait a second. None of this made sense. Why did I enjoy playing this stupid game? But uh, <laughs> it's fun. It is. No, that's it. the thing. It, it was just it was just a fun game. It was fun enough that you can you can go past like a lot of that dumb shit. I mean, that I, happens. I because a lot of dumb shit play. really does happen. <laughs> I don't mean it as a, as a negative <laughs> to the game. I mean, all my any game I play, I judge it on if I had. Yeah. And 
yeah, I had fun. So I, I also appreciate the game has you get different weapons for, for particular parts and you need a shovel to break open a security door, crowbar to get into a lock, like sledgehammer, fire axe. I appreciate that. I thought that was a good a good little touch to control where you go and what you do sometimes. Oh, absolutely. That's great level design. And yeah. your battery never runs out. There's only like what there's like two <laughs> bosses in this game. You have the weird lady in the the kitchen lady at the school, and then you have the final boss, but that was odd to me when you, when you had to fight the the cook for some reason. Oh, like yeah, the butcher. Yeah, yeah, because you need her, you need her knife to cut off somebody's hand to get what you need. It was weird. I was like, <laughs> I can't just cut off all the other weapons I have or beat it off. You know, like I got a damn, I got a damn hammer. Can I just knock it off? Like I hit enough, it won't be there anymore. Good lord, just pulp the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there should be another way to do it than have to get the damn clean. Well, see, I, that's why it would be such a great game to remake because all these like weird little. I don't know, just things that don't make sense they could fix and and make it a more... For me, what really kind of took it out was, oh, okay, now it's this grand 3,000-year conspiracy that, you know, the president of the, the United States knows, and he's also a part of the Lolly Lule Low or, you know, whatever, and Colin Snake, and we'll fix it. But, like, they could go back, and when you kind of think it's just this weird little crime wave within the city, that's when the game makes the most sense. Yeah, they they did that with the Dead Space remake, too. They, like, made little tweaks that made stuff make more sense, like the layout of the ship and and some of the story stuff. And there's no reason they couldn't do that here. Like, even if he was uh, an already retired, like, detective who still had people working at the precinct that he was in contact with, like, even that would make more sense with with some of the stuff that you know he can't get access to or whatever it would just i don't know let's not remake the game now <laughs> let's yeah. not give out let's not give it people ideas on how to do a better job of making condemned all they would have to do just make sure whenever you remake this game make sure it's as fun to play as the original that's all i'm asking i don't think you have much to worry about about that happening so just think about 13. Just remember 13 and what we want and what we got. <laughs> I've never played the remake yet. Yeah. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I want to. It was five bucks somewhere. And I was like, hmm, I, I know it's bad, but that's why I want to play it. Did they remake 13? Yeah. Yeah. What a great game that is. It, but, well, but he was. the remake is you're saying the remake. No. <laughs> Trash. Yes, the remake. <laughs> All right. I didn't even buy the remake. So nobody did. Now I well, now I won't. And that's too bad because that means that they probably won't remake cool games like that. <laughs> oh, I, I own it, Adam, by the way. I think I do, too. I think I bought it when because we did an episode for it. Yeah. And I think I bought the uh, the remake first before the other one. I was like, damn it. <laughs> no, I did not. I just somehow I I must I think I got it in a bundle for like it was just one of the games in a bundle. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I do. I know it's bad, but I want to play it. If it's easier, I'm I'm happy to replay it. I think I still have my PlayStation 2 copy of 13. Good game. It's just really hard. Yeah, the yeah. end got really hard. Well, as you know, that's how I not like it. I'm a I'm a game masochist. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. Not everybody needs to be. No, I will take just, the punishment for you. <laughs> I just like to play many games I can get my hands on as fast as I can. That's my thing. Apparently. So here's an interesting that. thing. It looks like they were looking at turning this into a movie. <laughs> yes. Oof. I don't know. It could have made a cool movie. Yeah. 
What other great video game movies did we get in, in this era? Oh. House of the Dead? Was that? No, that's earlier than this. Hey, oh, wasn't that the U-Bowl era? I will, Postal, I will not Postal hear Blood slander Rain. on House of the Dead. That movie kicks ass. I've never seen the whole thing. I, I saw Alone in the Dark. Alone in the Dark is pretty bad, but uh, House of the Dead is one of the most fun movies you'll ever watch. I don't know. Did you watch Blood Rain? Blood Rain's also really bad. <laughs> You bowl made bad movies. Cinema for a second. Uwe oh, Boll makes bad movies. That's uh, that's a very controversial take, but <laughs> I think it's right. Are you so I, I, I would appreciate it about it. I think you could have made it work. I mean, I really think you could. Yeah, you get I, you would have to get the right actor. I'm I'm seeing somebody in my head that would make a good lead for that, but I cannot think of his name. You know what this would have been? This would have been just a, a variation on Saw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saw was already what? out this time, too. What's what? his name from No Country for Old yeah. Men? Clint Eastwood. The guy yeah. from No Country for Old Men. Uh, Benicio Sugar? Del Toro. Oh. No. I think Benicio Del Toro would be good. Yeah. Ooh. Quentin Tarantino directing it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that would have made it better or worse. Close up on mannequin feet. that sounds accurate (laughs) and i mean this game like the way the game ends like you finally do get to the i i want to say that the i really enjoyed the orchard house the mansion that you're in where you're actually like really being a detective for the most part in that in that part of the game i thought that was a good job where you had to like you know you have to follow the clues to find the different parts and you can put the riddle together or whatever it was yeah, I like that. And I like that you finally get to also take out the killer. I mean, you don't kill him. I mean, you can't kill him, but you you fight him, and you find out that your friend is involved in this whole thing all this time. Like it, it had good twists and turns to the story, yeah. and I, I appreciated that. Like you know, and it, and, it, and it didn't overwhelm me when I was in the mansion in the house either. Like only so many guys come at a time, and you know, it was enough to keep you entertained. You got to go in the cellar. You got to go upstairs. You got to go in the kitchen to find these clues, and then the final level is you running through an orchard. Wasn't too the bad. Barn. Okay, it wasn't too bad. A little, little annoying because I didn't have my taser. <laughs> well, you fight a lot of big guys, and I had to like I was being a lot more careful with my ammo for that fight because I would I, that was my way of kill them easily was to <laughs> draw them out and hit them with guns. <laughs> and then I run to my ran out of ammo. Like I had guns that I didn't that I didn't pick up that had ammo, so I would run all the way back to grab my gun then continue on because I wanted ammo. I also had like issues with the final boss at first because I didn't realize you had to like once you stun him, I kept hitting him like, no, we got to stop hitting him and press the <laughs> command button to pull out the freaking metal. <laughs> I was not doing correctly. All I can envision is you just like spanking him with like a two by four. <laughs> it kind of was close to it. I just kept hitting him. He was on his knees. I'm like, OK, fuck you. Hit, hit. I'm like, oh, stop. You gotta stop hitting him. The way Mike plays video games is unfathomable to me. I every time I do this show, he's like, "Oh, I did it this way," and I'm like, "What? What planet are you from?" <laughs> well, yeah, also, it took me a little bit with this game because of the controls. It doesn't tell you what key to hit. It just says hit the hit this key or uses you know use action. I'm like, "What's action button?" So I had to go in the control menus. <laughs> the game's special. I don't think. I mean, that's not as bad as what I did. And like, I think it was. Yeah, when we played Castlevania, that was way yeah. worse. Where I didn't know what souls were and Dawn of Sorrow. This wasn't. This was just me thinking that the enemy's weak yeah. and forgetting yeah. how, how to play this game. I, Why won't I, he I, die? Yeah, I, I, I think 
I think it's so interesting for somebody to have a video game podcast and just play stuff in the weirdest way possible. I think that's so interesting for like the <laughs> listeners and stuff. It's definitely interesting for me. I'm so glad that you exist. <laughs> you ever watch the the YouTube channel? Let's game it out. No. no. Uh, you should watch it. It's a dude that plays just like he's like, here's the Sims. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a picture of my neighbor and then put the picture of my neighbor in the bathroom and then let him get stuck in the bathroom. And I'm going to put the picture all over. The- it's fantastic what okay. this guy does. Oh, my God. It's such a good channel. I'll check that out. I, I do love I love watching and listening to people play. That's like I, I feel like I'm stuck in a, you know, in a rut of playing video games a certain way. And I think that the manufacturers know that that's the way that most people play. So when I meet somebody who plays something different, it's like, this is very interesting. I wish my brain would do this. And as far as I can tell, (laughs) Mike is the uh, epitome of people who play video games in a very strange fashion. (laughs) And I love it. I love it. I mean, yeah, I, I was just, I was, it was just funny because it, it didn't take me that long, but I hit him a few times before I realized, oh yeah, I need to just let him be, and then I can kill him. Have you learned your lesson? No. All right, no. Let's do it again. Hey, if the enemy's down, hit him when they're down. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's definitely the instinct is when they're stunned to go hit them. Yeah. So you know, but no, I mean, it, it, I think it's a decent boss fight. I think it it does a good job of having you fight him. Then he runs away. Then you just keep going with it. I thought it worked well. I wasn't too annoyed with it. Yeah, it was fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, again, it's a game that doesn't really need boss fights. It's a game that's really based on small encounters. Yeah. And I, I think that might be the problem is that the, like you said, there's two. So they sort of stick out as weird areas of the game where you're doing something that, is unlike anything else you do. It's like it's like uh, in Deus Ex, the first one, the first remake, where right. the bosses were made by a different studio and they felt completely different from the rest of the game. Yeah. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. It's like when they force a sneaking segment into something stupid like Final Fantasy 14. It's like, no, that's not how this works. Yeah. But hey, sure, let's do yeah. it. Or in those in that Deus Ex game where I was a sneaker and they're like, no, you have to shoot these bosses with guns no matter what. And it's like, well, that's not what I'm specced for at all. (laughs) And that's what this that's what those boss fights in this game felt like. It's like I'm not ready for a boss fight. Like I'm not equipped to do a boss fight in this game. Excuse me, sir. I'm not ready for this yet. Okay. I'm going to need you to go back into your kitchen and just calm down while I refocus. Here, I have a gun. I'm going to point this at your face. You're going to hand me the knife. <laughs> if if I could have specced into like charisma or something, that would have been better. <laughs> for me, the game that I'll, I always think of, Alpha Protocol. When I first played Alpha Protocol, I was a, I only played it once, but I was a completely stealth guy. And then the game said, no, no, we're not playing stealth anymore. Yeah. You better learn to shoot. And I'm like, but I'm not spec for shooting. Well, have fun. And it, it, was, it was tough. And then I had to respect myself. Yeah, I think that's when I stopped playing Alpha Protocol. <laughs> <laughs> or or that, God, what gets me is that uh, when you're fighting in the winter in The Last of Us and you have to fight the last guy in that restaurant, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to crawl around and stab you with a, a 
<laughs> chopstick or whatever the hell it is five times. I just want to shoot you in the face a bunch and yeah. then walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those areas in games stick out and these boss fights were definitely parts that stuck out as parts that didn't quite fit in, but still, you know, again, it's a six hour game. It, you know, you gotta, you gotta do something. I appreciate short games. I, I really do. I, I love, I love it. I love the fact that it's cause the game I'm playing now is entirely too long. I'm starting to get burned out and like, yeah. And it's, re- it's really good, but you know, when something, you know, could have ended two chapters ago, maybe it should have ended two chapters ago, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was, I had that problem with the last one, not the last one with the uncharted three, where it's like, all right, this is great. And it's going and it's still going. Yeah. Oh my God. It's still going. Yeah. It's still playing. <laughs> yeah. Uncharted four is, is much that way too. That's yeah. why I always tell people like, if you want to play an uncharted game, lost legacy is like the perfect uncharted game. It's one of the few I have never played yet. It's it's, it plays like uncharted four, which is great, but it's a third of the length. <laughs> I have it. I just never gotten around to it yet. It's, it's good. You'll like it, and it's short. Ah, there's the key word there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I like it. I just never got it. It's just one of those I just never got around to yet. Someday. I, I keep telling myself. It's fun. Put it on the show, then you have to play it. <laughs> I mean, that is what happens, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I play lots of games. If it is another show, I'm not going to do it. We're announcing it now. Uncharted Lost Legacy. <laughs> 2024. <laughs> we'll see, because I, I want to do an order, so we'll see. <laughs> I haven't even done the first one yet. The first one's almost been on the show a couple times, but it keeps getting it keeps falling off. Uncharted month. I've done Uncharted that once. Month Never, and a half. Not for the show, but I did it when I when I first got back into gaming after I had quit for a while because of bad, a bad relationship, and I got into it, and I I was like, okay, I'm gonna replay, and I had re- and I had played Uncharted one and two before, but it had been years, so I played through one, two, and three in like a matter of like a month or two. Oof. Yeah, I was so done with three by the yep. time I finished it. <laughs> yep. Never again. Yep. Uncharted is one of those those series where you're just a mass murderer. Just everybody that walks up to you, you just shoot and shoot and shoot. Yeah. Until you're yep. out of ammo, and then you take their gun, and you shoot and shoot and shoot. Yep. Yeah. I'm good. Some I do want to do. I do want to do them, but I I learned my lesson. Do not do games, and hmm. you have to. You like that's why you notice a lot of games in the show aren't that close together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'd be a year. Except- like if it'll probably be a year before I do the next one. Condemned two. Except next year uh, for Halloween, all the Outlast games back to back to back to back. Yeah, I'm going to do Bloodborne next year, I think. I just have to leave yeah. the lights on. <laughs> that too. <laughs> well, any I, last things you guys want to say about Condemn? I have a few questions, comments, and memories. Um, I think, actually, I just wanted to piggyback on the last thing. I, I did sure. Resident Evil the whole series about two years ago from one to eight. Whoa. That's one of those things. Yeah, that will especially with the old controls on some of them before they remastered like four and all that. Holy mm. crap. That was a, I, yeah. I mean, it's funny to joke about when it's like, you're to play uncharted all the way through, but man, you do it. That's a slog going yeah. through a series like that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I always tell people about my uncharted thing. I'm like, no, you have to switch up the games that you're playing. You have to switch up the genres. Like, it, don't play, if you play this. I mean, unless you're a guy who just plays Call of Duty, that's all they play. That's one thing. But you got otherwise, you got to switch up because you yeah. will get so burned out in a series. Don't do that. So <laughs> condemned. If you know, it, it's probably on sale on Steam for five bucks pretty regularly. If you have a Xbox 360 or a PlayStation Three, it's you can probably get it used at GameStop pretty cheap. 
play it. It like it, it held up surprisingly well. It has really good atmosphere. It's fun to play. Just don't think about the fact that you're a cop beating up homeless people and uh, and you'll have a good time with it. You can't even buy 360 games anymore at GameStop, I don't think. Like, oh, you can buy it on Amazon for 15 bucks in a platinum go. hit version. That's 10 mm-hmm. bucks on. No, you can buy it on GameStop, but I'm assuming I think it's only on the web. I think it's just a website. Okay. It is also on Game Pass. Oh, like, oh, it's on Game had, Pass. That's how I got it. Okay. Yeah, I looked up and downloaded it. So if you have Game Pass, you can play the first one. The second one's not on there, though. Look, you nice. can buy, there's like sealed copies for 15 bucks. Sorry, I'm really getting us off track here. I apologize. <laughs> that's fine. That's part of the. <laughs> that's, that's the show, right? Pretty I hope much, it yes. is because it happens every time I'm on. <laughs> it's the show. What's crazy though? Is Condemned Two is like forty bucks. They I mean, probably fair, didn't press nearly as many. Yeah. I think Condemned Two is a pretty good game from what I. Re- but then again, all I remember is the bear, and I can't even tell you the context. I just remember a bear <laughs> chases you, and that's all I remember about two. So uh, take that for what it is. <laughs> oh, one last thing I do want to talk about before we wrap up. Before we go to questions, the cover of this game I think is drew my attention. That it's just a fit. You just see eyes with chains wrapped around the person. Yeah. It grabbed my attention good as a kid. Cover. It's such a good cover. Yeah, it's de- it's definitely an attention grabber, but it also looks like the cover. It looks like the movie poster of a Saw movie. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But and that yeah. that might be just that two thousand five horror aesthetic. I mean, I, I stopped watching Saw. I saw two and never went back and never will. Yeah. Well, you you saw didn't miss anything out. because I stopped at five and I was like. It's yeah, it's it's really bad. That's a bad series. That's a bad series of movies. <laughs> it just came back too. Yeah, yep. it's it never went away. It didn't come back. It never went away. Like oh, Jigsaw, I thought they took some years off. Jigsaw wasn't that long ago. Spiral wasn't that long ago. Spiral was good though. Spiral was the one with Chris Rock, wasn't it? Yep. He can't act. I wish he could because I really like his comedy, but he's terrible. <laughs> what are you he talking about? Have you ever seen him with uh, Jackie Chan? He's brilliant. All right. <laughs> I thought the movie series ended the way they're like, it's the return of Saw. I'm like, oh, they stopped for a while, but wow. Okay. No, also, I don't think they ever saw X really fast. It just sounds like socks. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that Saw X was the second best of the Saw movies, but I'm going to take his word for that because I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. No, I, we're talking I about can't. Condemned. <laughs> I can't handle horror like that. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go on to questions, comments, and memories. I got a couple. Let's see here. First from the I Walking Tire Overload Super Replay group from Mark C. I remember the most Mr. Tippets as well as those god awful mannequins. I also remember playing this game for the first time in a room full of friends and we had to take turns because all of us were too scared to play more than a little bit at a time. I like that. Yep. From Antone Trailer. Still one of the scariest games I played. The abandoned department store may have broken me. It is scary. That's, I mean, that's the most memorable part of the game. Yeah. Was it, you guys talk about mannequins. Was it a part like where the mannequins just like spawned behind you that weren't enemies? They were just, you're just yep. like hallucinating. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 They're not, they're not enemies. They're just there. And yeah, Cause you're kind of like, you're, yeah, you start hallucinating from the effects of the, yeah. the monster or whatever the hell it is. They just want to be friends. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, clo- they're like closing in on you and you're not sure at first if they're moving or if it's just your imagination. And then when you get to the doorway, if you turn around, they're surrounding you so that you can't go back into the room. And that's the part that that, yeah, scared the shit was, out of me when I was. a Was kid. that ever oh. explained other than his brain is breaking under the stress? 
as to why he was seeing that or was that yeah, just th- like this is here take it or leave it i don't know if it was there or not which i think is better i think it's better that they didn't explain if that was real or just him hallucinating that's fair i mean sometimes having you know mysteries like that helps yeah all right and from andrew burns Never played it, but it's kind of a special game to me all the same because it was the cover story on my first ever issue of Game Informer, March 2005. I was 11. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was not 11 in 2005 either. So I was 26. I'm so fucking old. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I was 17. I was 28. How old am I now? I was an age. That's my late 20s. <laughs> if, you're, if you're 46 now, then you were... <laughs> 20 years what do you ago, say 2011? I was 2005. Oh, see, I, I'm not good at numbers. <laughs> what was I? I was 23. Yeah, I think Jesus. I was. I'm so mad. I'm so mad at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And from the official laser dive community, I got a couple. From Regan Lisa, genuinely one of the more unsettling and, and uncomfortable games I play that isn't straight horror. Right. And from Dan Strothman, I got a 360 around launch, and this was my favorite game of that time period. The setting was loosely based on Seattle, where I was living, and it was fun to move through areas I recognized. Most notable was the game's de- depiction of a train station, which matched the King Street station almost exactly. At the time, the station was pretty run down, so the decorative state it's in during the game wasn't too far off from reality. I don't know. That yeah. station looks exactly like that now. With the yeah, I was going to ask, are you in Seattle? trying to hit you with a stick. I, I lived there. I lived in Tacoma for about 10 years and went back. I go back for the Kraken games now when the San Jose Sharks go up and play them because it's a lot of fun and I have friends that have tickets, uh, you know, because uh, I'm bragging now. Uh, but yeah, it's <laughs> Seattle's definitely starting to look a lot like that now. That and uh, The Last of Us. I want to visit Seattle really bad, too. Just because I feel go. Like I it's it's so much fun. It's great. Go to the market. Go to the go to the city center where uh, the Space Needle is. Go to King Station. No, don't don't go there. Uh, that that's where all the dead birds are. <laughs> What's up, Zach? Do they still have the Experience Music Project in Seattle? Yeah, it's now the it's now the uh, MoPop, the Museum of Pop Culture. So it's still that same crazy looking building, but it has more of uh, it, it doesn't. It still has a lot of cool music stuff. Like I think they just had a Pearl Jam exhibit there about a year ago. But it's more like, you know, here's some Star Trek stuff. Here's Star Wars stuff. Because uh, what's-his-face from Starbucks, I think, had a bunch of that stuff. And he was like, here you go. Now you should rename it because I gave you a bunch of money and, and cool things. And like, sure, man. So I went into the – I went there when I was in high school and went to the Hendrix and Kurt Cobain or Nirvana thing in there. Mm-hmm. That was the, the exhibit where I think they had uh, Kurt Cobain's – that cardigan they were unplugged on mtv because you know i'm that old that i saw it on mtv and i recorded it on a vhs cassette <laughs> uh, okay i looked up i also looked up king street after that guy said it yeah it does kind of look like it oh that's kind of cool all right and then the last group i'm going to read from giant bomb i got from the C from tom johnson which they would wish they could port the sequel to pc same. It really bothers me that I do want to do the sequel, but I have to pull my 360. I can't just play it on PC like I want to. That, that bothers me. I mean, I could. Otherwise. Right. And from James Kibilla, one of the best launch titles ever from Daniel 
Johansson. I think this is one of those games that scared me so yo- so much as a young gamer. From Richard Dunn. Yeah, this scared the shit out of me. Superb. <laughs> <laughs> From Andrew Cotton. We need a remake of this game. I agree. I like We were talking about earlier. I would be cool to see. I'm just happy this game's on Steam so people can experience it easily. And Game Pass. Like you, another way, you, easily to play this game in today's world without having to, like, you know, go dig out of 360 and track down a copy some on the internet. Yeah, I didn't even realize that it would have been easier for me to play it on Game Pass, but <laughs> I didn't even look for it. I mean, why would you think this title would even be there anymore? Like, it's, yeah. it's a game that, like, I don't, I mean, I never hear people talking about Condemned on the internet, like on Facebook or anything. It's not, it's not a game that people really think about, I I, I take it anymore. It's, it's, it's a dead series. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I bet overshadowed it? Because now I'm looking at the launch lineup. I bet because Call of Duty 2 was apparently a launch title. Uh, That's fair. Oh, wow. Oh, that was sort of a big one. (laughs) Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. Clearly. (laughs) Hey, one time. Those are those are big deal games. A long, long time ago when Tony Hawk (laughs) made good games. But people don't remember. All right. Those those the remakes of one and two are great. Yeah, those were good. I've never played them. God, it's a time and place series. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've yeah. never really played the series. Apparently, I'm, it's not even on Steam. Tony Hawk I'm, Pro Skater 1 and 2 are still coming. Uh, Ashley, apparently, it unlocks in a day, in 16 hours, is telling me right now, on, on Steam. Oh, damn. I'm exactly as bad at them as I was when I was 15 years old, but I still enjoy playing them. <laughs> I've never, I, I just played the demo of Tony Hawk 1 and 2 back in the day. Somebody had it, I'd watch them play it, but I never cared about it. I swear to God, I you know what I'm thinking? I was thinking SSX came out at the same time, and that's what kind of overshadowed it. That was PlayStation 2. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good stuff came out. Oh, really? Now I just want to play that. <laughs> Before we go to Shelf Stacker Box, I want to give out another code. I have code to get rid of. Uh, this game is, this is a Steam code for Remnants of Nazith, whatever the hell that is. Uh, the code <laughs> is 0 t 3 a Three nine J A seven M A R Q E six. That is your steam code for remnants of Nazis. All right, got it. Thanks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many codes from when I buy a ton, tons of bundles. I'm like, I gotta just get rid of them, give them away. So that's In case I, anyone listening is is, I was kidding. I did not. <laughs> I did not take that game. I don't even know what it is. I, I own it. I know that. But I have no idea what oh, it is. Maybe I think you should take the code. <laughs> <laughs> I had the code. I, I already used. I used a code. I own the game. I'm already. I I just don't know what it is. I just don't. I own so many seniors. I don't play them. I just get them. They're in bundles. <laughs> oh. City Skylines 2 comes out in about a week. Oh, I don't know why that matters right now, but thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we're going to go to Shelf Stacker Box. And Adam, what about you? Shelf. Easily, easily shelf. Um, It was a shelf back then when I played it. It's been one of my favorite games. I occasionally think about it, just how great it is. And then replaying it these past two weeks uh, when I've had time still holds up. It still has good scares. Um, and I I believe it, it's it's like one of like the most hidden innovators of like some of our video games that we see today and highly, highly recommend. Okay. And what about you, Zach? I say shell. I probably won't play it as much as like other games I love to play often, but I'd play definitely. All right. I mean all that matters if you had fun. I mean, I don't go back to games very often. <laughs> Too many games. Too many games to play. And what about you, Kobe? 
shelf for sure. I mean, it's on my shelf right now. Um, <laughs> I, I I haven't played it for a long time, but like I said, I was I was very surprised at how well it held up. Uh, the controls are good. The atmosphere is good, and you know, good box. Put it put it on your shelf. Display mm-hmm. that bad boy, and uh, check it out. Six hour game, man, can't beat it. <laughs> All right, and what about you, Ian? Um, you know, I'm gonna put it with uh, Condemned Two in storage because it's one of those things where I'm gonna tell myself I'm gonna play it, I'm gonna play it, I'm gonna play it, and then I don't know, something else comes out. It's a cool game, and I'm <laughs> glad I played it. I enjoyed the story, but yeah, I'm I'm not coming back to it again. Okay, all right, and I'm I will last. I'm gonna put this on the shelf too. I had a good time with this game. It, I was glad that it still held up for me after all these years, and it wasn't. It, it didn't have that effect. Like, it was fun to go back to. I had a good time. It was nice and short, under six hours. And, yeah, just, it's just a really fun game for me. So, I mean, I'll probably never play it again. Probably never play it again at this point. But I'm still putting it on the shelf. And I'm glad I I'm glad I did finally play it. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's more, yeah, positive. That's nice to have. Not a, That doesn't happen <laughs> all the time in the show. And, Adam, we played a game that you didn't hate when you went back to it. I, I, I was so scared. I'm not going to lie to you. I was so scared. <laughs> A couple that's happened a few times. We went back to an old game, you're like, Oh no, yeah, no, I, I still Silent Hill 2. God damn it, I'm actually gonna redo that at some point because I want to I wanna see if my opinion changed. <laughs> we'll see when the before the remake comes out. That's my that's my plan. No, fair, whenever the hell that's coming out. <laughs> All right, and next week you can hear me talk about <laughs> speaking of Silent Hill, Silent Hill Shattered Memories. That's a game that we're talking about next week. Nice. So, I already beat it, so I have opinions, but <laughs> I'll say that next week. And Adam, where can people find you at? Hopefully, so yeah. Far. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, things are looking up. I got more free time now, um, so we're getting. I know, God, I've been saying this for the past year. Talk games, chew bubble gum. Check us out. Type it into the little browser. We'll pop up. Listen to the episodes. It's easy. <laughs> and I hope you're. I hope you're able to get back to it again. It's, it's been a. It's been a little bit for you guys. I know. Yeah. And Kobe, where can people find you at? Anywhere you get your podcasts, you can check out Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex. It's a scripted comedy show, uh, sort of a half hour sitcom sort of thing. I play a ghost. We have werewolves. There's vampires. There's Frankensteins. It's uh, it's a fun time. Uh, you can also hear me on This Bizarre Adventure, uh, which is a show where super fan of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, B. Highland, is watching the episodes with me. Uh, I've never seen them before. And uh, we're talking about each episode. And JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, fucking great show. Highly recommend. And also listen to it with us, with some friends uh, on This Bizarre Adventure. All right. And, all, and if you enjoyed this episode, there were 500 other episodes of this podcast. You can find everything we've done on Podbean. We do movies, comics, TV shows, whatever I convince people to talk about with me. So check out our giant catalog. Uh, if you want to support the show, we do a Patreon for a little dollar. You can vote in our Patreon poll. I don't know what it is at the moment for this month. But I did not write it out, and I need to because it's supposed to be up at the moment you're hearing this. So. Or the day ever more over recording this, so that will be up. But for the audience support show, we always have different pages. We always have different polls. Uh, if you want to join and talk with us, we do have a Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes. Please join our Discord and chat with us. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fear. You can follow her on TikTok, and you'll see the link to all her stuff in the show notes. 
Uh, also, want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker to his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at Four. You definitely check him out. And also, want to give a shout out to uh, my my friends over at Nomads of Fantasy. Definitely check them out too. They have their own podcast, and they also have a game called What What Map. Every day is a different ge- uh, map that's generated, so definitely go check them out too. I think that's oh, yeah. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Blue Sky Threads, and YouTube audio only. But we are on all those things. And now I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.